Hello and welcome to episode two of my journey with MS. For those of you that haven't listened to the first episode, then you should be able to find it uh, where you found this one on your podcast feed, etc. Uh, that was the weeks or so after I received my diagnosis. And I explained in that, and I'm going to repeat now because it's important, I have zero medical experience, no medical knowledge. Do not take anything I say on these podcasts as some sort of thing that uh, is valid when it comes to your treatment, etc. This is just my experience of living with the disease that is multiple sclerosis and the journey that I'm going on. Um, and that's what I hope you'll take it as. I hope it's useful for people perhaps who know somebody who's recently been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis or even people who have multiple sclerosis themselves um, and found them, find themselves in a position that I found myself in where, where I felt quite lost initially and I, I didn't really know where to turn or where to get my information from um, because... The problem is there's there's lots of information out there. The MS Society is brilliant. There are other resources like the MS Trust, MS UK, other places where you can turn uh, and get some very useful information. But the problem is that that isn't always the most digestible of ways to go about things, reading things like that, um, because it can be quite information heavy and it can feel not very personal. So my idea behind doing this podcast was to create something more personal. Um, but the important thing is that you realise this is very much exclusive to me. It is it is my journey. And even if you're only just a, a beginner with MS at this stage in terms of finding out about it, I'm sure you already know that the the biggest thing about the disease and the most frustrating thing, actually, is that it's not the same for any two people. That they can give you rough ideas about how you might find uh, the disease, how the disease might develop for you. But but that's all it can be, just a rough idea. Um, and that in itself can be a difficulty. So don't take anything I say as gospel. It, it is just my experience. Um, and hopefully it will just teach you a little bit more about the, the things that people go through when dealing with life with MS. Um I don't know how easy a listen it will be today, actually, um, because I'm going to be brutally honest about things. I'm, I'm going to try to keep my emotions in check as I'm talking about it, but that won't necessarily happen. And dealing with emotions is one of the big things about the disease that I've discovered so far. It, it, it is tricky. It is difficult to to keep how you're feeling under wraps and I, I found myself getting upset about things almost out of the blue um, and one of the biggest experiences I've had recently was was in watching the the film A Star Is Born with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga um, and there's a little spoiler about that film in what I'm about to say so actually it's a big spoiler it's not a little spoiler so if you haven't seen it I would maybe not listen to any more of this and come back and listen to it after you have seen it. Um, but the the reality of that film, in my opinion, and you know, obviously it's different for different people, but at the end of the film, Bradley Cooper's character, uh, Jackson Maine, kills himself. 
Um, and when I watched the film, it hit me really hard. And I think it's because the reason that he killed himself was was that for it, for me, it was because he didn't want to be a burden on Ali, his wife. He didn't want to be a an albatross around her neck, a stone dragging her down. And there are times when you have, for me so far, there have been times when I've felt like that, when I felt like a burden, particularly to my wife, but to my family and friends as well. Because there are things I can't do and, and ways in which they've had to change their lives and in my wife's case particularly perhaps how she views her future because of this disease and I empathized with Jackson's character immensely because of the pain that he felt and the desire he had not to be that burden for Ali and I I mean, I I hasten to add, I, I would never do anything like that. I just wouldn't do it because I, I, I couldn't handle the destruction I'd leave behind. And, and because, of course, you know, you, you don't know what's around the corner. And particularly with MS, there are breakthroughs being made all the time. So you never know what might be there. And anybody that felt like they were struggling, felt like they were a burden, felt like they were too much for their family and friends i would i would urge you to speak to somebody speak to the samaritans um there are helplines that you can speak to you can speak to the ms society um don't don't take the battle on on your own because it's not a battle that you should face on your own um and although i'm very fortunate that i'm surrounded by an incredibly supportive network i do also know that some people aren't as fortunate but that doesn't mean that you should give up. Um, and it doesn't mean that, that, that this isn't a battle that's worth fighting, because it is. Um, and you do need to keep fighting it uh, and hope that there is something around the corner that will change things, that will change the fight in our favour. But if you don't have MS, if you perhaps are, are a loved one of somebody that does or you're just interested to know more about the disease then i have to tell you that it, it it is a battle and for me my I, having spoken to other people with the disease I, i'm in a mildly fortuitous situation in so much as uh, my presenting symptoms my major presenting symptoms are double vision and uh, balance problems I know of other people that that have lost feeling in their legs and arms. I've you know people that have gone blind, people that have had problems with speech and swallowing and things like that. Just getting an email, sorry. Um, and the so the reality is that for me, I'm faced with milder versions of symptoms at the moment than than other people are, but. The double vision in particular, it's all pervading. It's, you cannot do anything without it being there. I can't take the dog for a walk without it being there. I can't work. I can't do anything. And it, and the only, the only time that I feel 
normal, if you like, is at night when I get into bed and I take my glasses off and I sit there with my Kindle and my vision is just about okay enough to mean that I don't have to wear my glasses and after a little bit, if I get lost in a book, I, I forget about the disease and everything's okay for a little bit. But that's not always the case and the vast majority of the time in the day it's a real struggle to even do things like go through to the kitchen to make lunch things like that it it becomes a real challenge and I do my best not to let that show a lot of the time because I don't want it to be something that drags my wife down as well or you know causes problems for my friends it's it's a battle that it's a battle that I know my friends and family would say to me don't keep it to yourself but there's only so much that you can do there's only so often that you can say the same thing as causing you problems before it gets a bit boring that's just a reality of life people can pretend otherwise but it's true and I don't want to constantly lean on my multiple sclerosis, if you like, as an excuse for things. So I'm trying to carry on my life as, as normal as possible. But it's a real challenge. It's a real fight every day, actually, to to carry on like normal when nothing's normal for me. Nothing. There is barely a thing I can do that feels like normality anymore. And getting used to that, getting used to a new normal, is not easy. And constantly fighting against the symptoms that I've got, the way that I feel, and my fear for the future isn't easy. Because... As, I, as I've said to my wife before, whilst there are changes being made, whilst there are battles going on with, with MS scientifically and things like that, I also have to confront a future whereby I might lose the ability to walk, whereby I might lose the ability to swallow, where I could go blind in one eye, where whatever happens, the life that I thought I had isn't there anymore gone and there is only so much you can do to pretend that's not the case there's only so much fighting you can do all the time with yourself but you have to keep fighting and you have to keep battling and you have to keep hoping that something will change because because that's what it is it's a it's a struggle with an illness that doesn't care about you and so you have to keep fighting back against it and using the resources that are around you uh, to do that and even if you feel like you don't have anyone around you there are people out there that want to help that will help that can help and you must turn to them and so that's that's the reality of 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 living with ms on a day-to-day basis for me and it won't be the same for everybody but it 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 is the same for me um and then on top of that you have all of these different things as soon as you start to do a bit of research into a mesh you have all of these different 
quick fix no quick fix isn't the right word but the, these promises of things and and one of the big ones i've read about recently is um is the overcoming ms diet which i know some people are are absolutely huge advocates of and for those of you that don't know about it the diet is essentially what they call vegan plus fish now i've spent my entire life being a meat eater and i don't really like vegetables and i don't really like fish i'll have a little bit but but not loads and my wife and i looked at it and thought well you know what this makes promises about you know how things can change how you can basically beat the diet beat the um the disease by using this diet and so we looked and we looked at trying to do vegan meals and my wife did really well of of coming up with the, these things and I, I hated every minute of it. I have to be honest with you. I, I, I really did. Because if you don't know much about veganism, I just want you to think for a second about your your day and what you do. And maybe you get up and have, uh, maybe have a cup of tea with breakfast. Well, you can't have milk in your tea anymore. Okay. Um, maybe you would have... Um, maybe you'd have a cheese sandwich for lunch where well, you can't have cheese uh, and maybe you find something that you can replace it with that's a nice sandwich but you can't butter your sandwich so you can't do that you can't even really use you know margarine you've got to uh, got to use um you know completely dairy free alternatives um and then when it comes to dinner you know uh, take a pick take your pick which dinner you have if you're if you're a meat eater uh, and even if you're not and you you know you just uh, tend to eat vegetables more often than not well you can't have a creamy sauce with your dinner for example forget the meat it, it's those sorts of things that make it really difficult and and i i looked at it and thought i you know maybe i could do that but I would be so miserable, and I was in the you know the time that we did it. I was so miserable, and I thought, well, what's the point? What's the point in in doing this for something that that won't fix my current symptoms, you know, in the in the short term, and maybe won't even make a difference in the long term? Because the reality is, it's you know, according to my specialist, I have relapsing remitting multiple sclerosis which means that it will go away on its own and it will come back on its own what what guarantee do we have that the food is anything to do with that and that those that swear by the diet will say it's it's absolutely true and you know that they had they took on the diet and their life became so much better and that, that maybe that's the case but for me i looked at it and thought i would be miserable as sin if i was doing that all the time i would just be i would just be a terrible person to do that because my entire life would have to change. Every single thing that I eat and drink basically would have to change. And that's... It's difficult enough having this disease and going through this situation without then chucking all that on top of it as well. So we made a decision that we would just try to eat better. We would try to eat less meat. We would try to eat more vegetables. We would try to eat less dairy and things like that. And that's what I'm doing. I don't, I don't drink tea anymore because I, I just can't do it without norm. You know the normal thing and the tea and uh, the milk and the sugar, I should say, and all that sort of thing. And so we decided to do the best that we can. But then now that what that means is I feel guilty when I do have any meat or when I do have any dairy. I now feel guilty about it because I think, goodness, I, maybe I shouldn't be having this when I have a little tiny piece of chocolate or something like that. You know, and I'll be honest with you, v- 
vegan chocolate, terrible. Terrible. People who, you know, vegans might say, no, it's great. It's not. Not compared to actual chocolate. Uh, you could take that with pretty much any vegan food type. It's it's just not tasty compared to actual food. Um, and you you really have to make a sacrifice to, to do that. And then at the end of all that, the sacrifice might not even be worth it anyway, because it might not make a difference. So it, it is, as I say, just every single part of your life becomes a, a a challenge and a real battle. And I'm now in a situation where I'm on the eve, if you like, of getting treatment. I, it's the 25th of January at the moment, and I've been given a date of the 10th of February to go in um, to begin a course of Lemtrada. Um, now... Uh, again, I'm not a medical specialist, so do not take this as read, but my limited knowledge of, of, of what it is, is it Lemtrada was a, um, a treatment that was developed for leukaemia patients, and it's a heavy-duty one, I think, and the idea behind it is that it, it kind of, you know, destroys your immune system in order to let your immune system build itself back up again, and, and hopefully the the cells that come back in as part of the rebuild uh, are not cells that will attack your own body uh, which is what they're currently doing at the moment so that in itself is pretty is a pretty heavy thing to have to take on that I'm going in to be given a treatment that will wipe out my immune system um, and just hope that it fixes itself afterwards um, and who knows what comes with that? Who knows what's next on the the list of things in terms of what can happen? Um, I do know that one of the um, side effects is a thyroid. You could get a thyroid disease, uh, which is hilarious. You 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 basically are trying to defeat one autoimmune disease by giving yourself another autoimmune disease. One in three people. Uh, have thyroid problems after having Lemtrada as a treatment. Um, I did ask whether I could have the thyroid problem that would make me thinner rather than fatter, but the the, the MS nurse was non-committal. Um, the important thing, of course, is that thyroid issues can be dealt with. That is something they know how to how to deal with. But there are any number of side effects that can come about as a course from Lemtrada, and I will have to spend the next five years of my life going for blood tests every month. Um, now, the payoff is that it can reduce relapses by up to 70%. So, if it works, then, yeah, blood tests every month is absolutely something I'd be willing to take on the chin in order to in order to get that. But again, it's an if, because 30% of the time it doesn't work. Um, and so, I'm looking at a situation where I, I, I can go into hospital, get my immune system destroyed, have a position where I have to have blood tests for the next five years and at the end of it all doesn't make any difference and I keep having relapses at the same rate that I would have anyway. Um, so it's not a lot of fun, really, um, the prospect of that, to say nothing of the possible side effects. And in amongst all that, I've got money problems, I've got money worries because you know look I, I I readily put my hands up and say I, I was earning quite a decent wage this time last year I, I was earning a decent whack of money 
but my life was set up because of that amount of money coming in with my outgoings. So I got a loan, for example, to help pay for the wedding that I had last September um, and uh, to get rid of my credit card debts and things like that. And I was left with very little over um, from my good wage and now I can't earn that same amount of money. Now I'm in a situation where I don't um I don't have enough really to pay my bills. I spent all of my savings having to get my diagnosis in the first place. So I don't really even have anything to fall back on. Um and as a self-employed person that that that's really difficult. There are you know there are certain things that are good in so much as I have flexibility when it comes to appointments and 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 the Lemtrada treatment and hopefully I'll be able to do a little bit of work while I'm in hospital but but I just can't work at the same rate anymore. I can't. It's just not possible to because of the the difficulties I have concentrating and and just the general fatigue that I have. So that's an added little bonus of all this. So, you know, you're in a situation where I've been given a diagnosis of multiple sclerosis. I have double vision. I have problems with my balance. I can't stand on one leg, for example. Try it at home if you can now, if you're listening to this at home. Just stand up on one leg for 10 seconds. Stand with one foot in front of the other for 10 seconds. I can't do that without feeling like I'm going to fall over. So I'm there, double vision, balance problems. I could have completely revamped my diet and not enjoy anything that I eat. I could go for treatment, get a thyroid disorder, have the treatment not work, not be able to earn as much money as I've been able to do in the past, have major money problems because of all of my outgoings, have spent all of my savings finding out that I had multiple sclerosis in the first place. And that's the new normal for me, and not be able to work enough to earn money to cover me. And I think the thing that I'm also noticing as well now is that multiple sclerosis isn't isn't even really a particularly well-known problem. People that I say to that I've got it uh, don't really know what I'm talking about. So you don't even have necessarily the respect isn't the right word, but the understanding of the outside community because MS isn't one of the popular illnesses and, and problems. And so it isn't taken as seriously by the government, for example, in terms of, you know, help. So if I wanted to apply for a disabled badge because I have problems, obviously, walking long distances because of my balance issues. Uh, so if I wanted to park my car closer to the supermarket or closer to the train station, I couldn't because I could walk further than the government's ridiculously, you know, um, small distance that if you can walk more than it, you don't you don't get classed as disabled. Um, things like that that make it a really tough battle and I, I'm I'm fighting really hard to stop myself from falling into self-pity and wallowing and all of that sort of thing and so I'm not telling you all of this now because I want to 
I want your sympathy or because I want you to, you know, feel sorry for me, but so that you can understand the battle that people with multiple sclerosis have to go through. Um, in in so many aspects of life and and it's very uh, so i've got a prism in my glasses to help me deal with the double vision but the problem is the worse the double vision is the stronger the prism has to be and the stronger the prism has to be the closer the lines of the lens are so it's a, a plastic thing that's made up of sort of downward lines almost like you know um uh, uh, shutters going down um and the closer they come together the the worse the double vision is and the closer they come together the more blurred it becomes so if i look out of my just my right eye i i, I can see things but it's almost like i've got a, a smear over the glasses so things like that then and but if i wanted to get that put into a normal lens which i can they can do opticians can put it into a normal lens but the problem is that it's very expensive and at the moment my vision is changing too much to have any definitive idea of of which lens i should have it put into so all of this is to say it's a struggle it it really is difficult almost every step of the way with every little part of life there is no there is no normal for me at the moment um and hopefully the disease settles and lets me get back into a sense of normality and and hopefully my struggle is one that that eases and hopefully the Lemtrada treatment works and and takes and and I'm part of the 70% rather than the 30 um, and hopefully I'm I'm one of the the two and three that doesn't get a thyroid problem, but but that's the future I I'm looking at now. Is one where you're hoping you're part of the two and three rather than rather than the one in three. And it's difficult. It's difficult to carry on like nothing's happened when that's what you're hoping for so i'm sorry that this has maybe been a bit of a a miserable look at things this time around but hopefully it gives you a bit more of an idea of if you know somebody with with multiple sclerosis the the, the struggle that they're going through and the battle that they have on and the problems that they face day to day and they'll of course have their own struggles and their own problems and 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 ask them about it ask them how you can make things easier for them better for them and they may not have an answer because i don't know whether i do but just ask um and if you're the person with the struggles and with the problems then just ask for help don't take it on on your own you know speak to somebody go and see somebody do what you can to mean that you're not on your own facing this horrible illness and don't be afraid to admit that it's a horrible illness. You know, we all, I think, sometimes try to, you know, we try to put a brave face on and, and, and act as if maybe it's not as bad as it is, as you think it is, etc. But but it is. It's, it's really bad. And it's really hard, actually. Um, and it's not very fair. And I think that's okay to admit to that it's it's not fair. Um, 
But, you know, these things... I don't know. Anyway, I'm sorry that that was a bit of a miserable episode. Um, I imagine my next one now will be after I've had the Lemtrada treatment to let you know how I've got on, uh, how it's gone and, and so on. Um, thank you very much. If you wish to contact me, uh, social media is obviously the best way. Um, and the uh, the Twitter account that I have is my journey with M2. I don't know why it doesn't let me have MS, but it doesn't. My journey with M2. Um, so you can follow me there drop me a line and and uh, let me know how you're getting on if you're if you're facing this battle yourself um or maybe ask me some questions if you are with a loved one who you want to know how best to help uh thanks very much for listening uh, that was my journey with ms